Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. In this video, we're going to go and look a little bit more at the customization of Stasis and even kind of correct some things I said in the previous video that wasn't accurate. If you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify, maybe Google Play, you can always catch me live at SayNoToRage.com. That'll bring you to the YouTube channel. It's free to click subscribe and the bell button. That helps me out. Also, if you want to become a paying member to be a part of these conversations, Q&A or VIP call-ins, you can click the Join button. That supports me as well. So... I, I got some things kind of wrong. I misread a couple of things in the blog post when I walked through my first video about Shadebinder, the Warlock new subclass, and I wanted to talk about that first, what I got wrong. But then I wanted to look a little bit more at aspects and then fragments kind of separately and what we think this means for customization, what we think this means for endgame. Are they going to create an endgame where you're going to want to have that level of customization? You know, a lot of that, I think, is uh, is is still kind of up in the air and folks are still not too clear on it. But first, I want to say what I got wrong. I read it and it seemed like you were going to be able to uh, fret, like augment or modify your jump, your melee, and other things. That's actually not true. Um, the way this reads is they say they're going to give you the ability to customize abilities like grenades, movement modes, class abilities, and so on. But then in addition, they've added new layers of custom ad- customization. So these pictures here kind of show you the abilities section. You can see it here. And you can see there's rift, there's 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 jump, there's melee, and a stasis field. Okay, these are all classified as abilities. And then when you look underneath, you can see the boxes that indicate how many options you have on each. So it's very clear. There's two rifts, there's three jumps, uh, one melee, and then three stasis fields. I think what I'm most interested in is the three stasis fields. How are those procced? Is that essentially your grenade? Um, since this is the four abilities we typically see, right? Rift, jump, melee, grenade. It seems stasis fields, at least for the warlock, will be tied to the grenade. And those are not, as far as I can tell from the menu system here, those are not something that you can augment or modify. It's, it's not something that you can add an aspect or a fragment. That is actually separate. I'm actually interested to see what the other classes get. Um, there was some confusion too, at least in my video. The melee does throw a projectile that can freeze, but the super can also throw projectiles that can freeze. The melee seems to be one projectile, and then the actual super seems to be multiple projectiles. And I think there's concern there about what kind of influence that'll have on the crucible. Currently, the solar warlock projectile is extremely easy to use and hit people with, but obviously, it's great as like a finisher. It's not as it's not as it's not strong enough to just completely get rid of. Somebody. So we had a couple, you know, a couple misfires there on reading this information. Sometimes it's hard, you know, when I'm reading, I'm talking to chat and I'm trying to grasp it all to do a video. Sometimes I kind of misfire and misunderstand things. Usually I do that in the live environment and then I polish it up for the video, but I still didn't quite have uh, clarity on how all that worked. So now let's talk about aspects. I like that aspects are unique to each uh, stasis subclass. I don't know what kind of uh, degree they're going to give people with respect to like we, we, we the example we're given here is you know casting your rift generates a shockwave that freezes nearby combatants. Now I think the thing that I'm wondering is is frost pulse going to land on all three subclasses but just affect you know your barricade, your dodge, and your rift? Is this a, is is frost pulse essentially going to be a copy paste? For all three classes and just attached to the class ability of rift dodge you know barricade 
they will we'll probably have a better idea today maybe if they give us more examples i don't know if when they outline the titan stuff if they're going to actually show us more aspects more fragments maybe they'll give us examples since they already gave us some examples uh for for the warlock but by and large i think this ha- this this offers I-, I think a lot of uh potential space for enhancement what i hope this turns into is actual build evolution and build enhancement so if i can make my knife trick different you know in the future obviously if they bring this system to the other subclasses which i think they plan to do that given the way they set this up it'll be very easy to bring aspects and fragments to you know the other subclasses and then as we said in the other video you could update that seasonally you could add a new fragment and a new aspect just for the season for you know one for each subclass that would actually end up being a lot if you just did one for each subclass but i just hope it adds actual build depth i want to change things that i'm presently using right now the only way you get an effect like this like a rift that sends out a shockwave or a barricade that sends out a shockwave you got to wear an exotic so the fact that they're giving us this level of build you know depth and intensity or even i would say build power the question mark that i would have is are they going to build end game that is that is suited for that where we're really going to feel that need to build to that degree i don't know if grandmaster nightfalls actually offer that level of depth it's just a lot of pain and one of the things we've brought up consistently when we've discussed these supers and these subclasses they all seem like they're sort of built around roaming or dealing with trash ads not necessarily built for super challenging pain-laden environments the other thing that's going on with fragments here is uh, they have fragment slots. So you can see, I'm sorry, with aspects. This aspect has three fragment slots. You can see it listed here in the image, and then you see them over here outlined. Now it seems, if you scroll down, that some fragments... Uh, aspects can have more fragment slots than others. So now all of a sudden they're looking at four fragment slots. They're they're in a di- they're they're possibly on a different aspect, and there's more slots on that particular one. I don't know how insane that's going to get. I don't know if you can only have one aspect equipped at a time. It's hard to tell exactly what's going on here. But this one particular aspect has the three fragment slots. And then when you come down here, the fragments are a little bit more generic. So let's talk about the fragments. Fragments are class agnostic, and they're just uh, they're they're more generic. So you can hear you can see here with the example they gave us, defeating frozen targets with weapons grants you super energy. Well, anybody can do that. Anybody can slap that on. That's not specific to the rift or dodge or any class ability. It's just if you're going to defeat frozen enemies with a weapon, you're going to get super energy, and they give you that trade pain. They're like, okay, you're going to lose ten intellect. You're going to lose ten discipline in order to get this benefit, and obviously. One of the things people started doing when Oppressive Darkness showed up is they started specking into Demolitionist and high grenade refresh rate. They wanted really, really strong grenade uptime, and people came up with some pretty insane builds to essentially always have grenades. I'm already foreseeing something similar here, where if you spec properly and use your super properly, you can constantly get your super energy back. We're not sure if they're going to cap it, or they're only they're, maybe it'll have depreciating returns if it's in close succession. Because this is a roaming super. So potentially this super could go, freeze a bunch of people, don't use the detonation, get out of the super, use their 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 gun to kill everything, and get right back you know, on the cusp of having their super again. 
that's not quite the same as the exotic situation that we had with Skull and Orpheus Rig and Phoenix Protocol, where using the super feeds the super, this would be a little bit more intentional. You would use the super, refrain from using all of it, you wouldn't detonate, and you would then use your weapons in a very intentional way. We're going to have to see you know, what, what sort of level uh, they give on, on one like this, like if it's going to feed you energy or feed you certain sources of power, exactly how much, again, is it going to have a depreciating return? Some of this is going to remain to be seen. Uh, I think this shows big promise, but I think this is going to lead me. I'm going to do another video once we have the Titan, once we have the the Hunter. I'm going to do another video and ask the question, is Stasis going to break or hurt the Crucible? Uh, Because we don't know enough yet. I think after we have all three, we could at least make some speculation about the effect this could potentially have on the Crucible. Um, with respect to rhythm of the maps, rhythm of combat, and, and destabilizing people. Again, the big question that I have here when I look at the potential kind of content that we could get in Beyond Light, there's going to be a seasonal you know, in, uh, piece of content. There's going to be a raid. There'll be one new strike and then returning strikes. Uh, the, the, the only, only one returning strike initially and then more as the year progresses. The the question is, are you gonna are you gonna create a con depth uh, a content depth that makes me think this is worth my time? One of the things that happens right now when I look at Armor 2.0 is I get kind of annoyed. I'm constantly swapping. I'm constantly spending currency to swap and move things around, and it gets to the point where I don't even do it anymore. I ran strikes today. And I was working on bounties for rocket launchers and linear fusions, and I just ignored my Armor 2.0 mods. Why? It isn't worth it. The benefit's not that felt. I don't really need it in that environment. I'm going into strikes, okay? Now, when I go into Nightfalls to grind for exotics, I don't do Grandmasters. I usually dial it down to the one below. Or maybe I do a dungeon for a pinnacle drop. Or maybe I do a Garden of Salvation run. In the same token, like I don't really feel like I need to min-max. I don't feel like I need to consider, well, I can squeeze a little bit more out here. I'll lose some intellect there. I'm going to do a little bit more here and there. It, it That all sounds fun, but it doesn't sound necessary or even incentivized. It's like you don't need to do it. There's no impetus. There's no incentivization to do it. So again... Are they going to create, as I've been asking for for a very long time, a difficulty spectrum that promotes this level of customization? I am extremely encouraged to see this level of customization depth and the kind of building and experimenting we're going to be able to do. But will stasis even play in the end game, especially the more challenging end game areas, because it seems very ad control focused? Are we actually going to be in environments where that seems super important and beneficial? Because right now, ad clear supers feel like a, a total waste. And then the second question I have is, will we ever be in an environment where this level of, of depth and customization really feels like it's worthy of our attention, time and concern? This all remains to be seen. I hope we get more information about Beyond Light to put some meat on the bones here. I really think difficulty spectrum is the key and hopefully we get a return of you know normal and hard modes for content with loot motivators as well um, so as always we're going to transition to Q&A and VIP call-ins if you want to support me directly go to say no to rage.com click subscribe the bell button or the join button and as always please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about the Stasis class customization. We uh, went a little bit deeper in looking at the aspects and the fragments. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play, you can always catch me live at sayno to rage.com. 
You can hit the YouTube channel, subscribe, and bell button. That helps me out. That's free. If you want to support directly, click the join button or go to Patreon, sntrpresents.com. All of the memberships have perks and benefits that you can cash in on in the Discord. We're doing watch parties every night and all kind of other great stuff. So, Sensory Fern with the first question. If we're being encouraged to create very specific and specialized stasis loadouts, should they ease up on quests, modifiers, and bounties that constantly require gear and class switching? This is attacking the subject from a total other angle that I didn't even consider, but this is really, really good. Uh, Just today, I was just running some strikes, and I was, you know using different weapons for bounties so I had to get some arc going I had to do a lot of different things and it was really irritating uh, it was really really irritating so I, I I definitely am a little concerned about that about like the effect of oh man take this off put this on you need stasis you need grenade launcher you need hand cannon blah 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 I think in general modifiers and bounties should be more synergized they should just be more synergized so that you don't feel that tension that you're describing now as far as quests i'm not so worried about that because quests are one off but like daily weekly ritual constantly having to to swap things around and to and to use a bunch of different weapons like today when i was running strikes and i was done I never once felt like I was really using something of my own volition and my own choice. It was like I was being required to constantly switch. And sure, it was fun to see a rocket launcher get pretty good damage because Solar Burn and Heavyweight were both on, and I had a rocket launcher uh, bounty. But it also was like I was trying to get linear fusion and rocket launcher kills. Like These are heavy weapons meant for high damage, and I'm using them to to rack up kills. It just felt kind of stupid. Give me one second. got to turn the air conditioner on. It's getting warm down here. So I, I tend to agree with you. I tend to think that that there is a, there's an element to bounties and modifiers when they're not synergized. It's so play flow disrupting. It makes you do so many so many different things that they've got to reevaluate that. You know, they have to reevaluate the presence of. What I, I call it play flow disrupting. I'll use an example in Crucible. Typically, when you go into Crucible, you have a loadout and a build and a way of playing that you enjoy. And bounties are basically like, yeah, how about you not do that? You like using a hand cannon and a shotgun. Well, we uh, we want we we want to we want to have you do sidearm and sniper, whatever you know, whatever the bounties are. And the same thing happens in in strikes. Now it's a little less painful in strikes because if I throw on a weapon I'm not all that you know fond of or don't really use all that often, it's not like I suddenly start losing to to vandals you know and start dying more. Now I did start dying a little bit more today because I was using a weapon that I didn't really want to use, but it was what I had, and so I threw it on you know and I'm running around using it. And if if they streamlined a lot of that, I think even at a ground level, you just want to log in and play and grab some bounties and it's just your daily ritual. It's so disruptive. Add in stasis and all this customization and all this stuff you're going to want to try to do. And they're like, oh, by the way, uh, you got to be on your solar subclass. You got to use skit solar kills. You got to get solar grenade kills. And you're like, what the frick? I just spent all this time customizing stasis. So... Um, 
I would even say, I would even say they should remove the requirement that you put on the burn of the strikes to get credit for the, the, get to get credit for the, 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 the playlist or whatever, the milestone, sorry. Yo, uh, Liz just became a member. Uh, thank you so much for doing that. Clicking the join button. Welcome. Uh, enjoy the emotes and the badge and the perks in discord. So yeah. <laughs> They, they've got to simplify that because if I want to just go in and, and, and I'm just enjoying stasis, I'm enjoying my stasis, you know, build and I go in to do the strikes and it's like, oh no, no, you got to run void. I'm like, I don't want to run void. I want to run stasis. Well, you got to get kills with a grenade launcher or a shotgun. I don't want to do that. Right. I don't want to be a pirate. Um, it's too, it's too, it's like, it's dictating to you how to play. At a very at a very basic level, like I'm, all I'm doing is is playing, you know, all I all I'm doing is playing Crucible or Strikes, and you're dictating almost every degree, you know, that I'm playing at, it, and it's just like, so, Jay uh, says, I can't stand creators who hate on Destiny so much when it's in the low times, and they gush and hype it when they see the new hotness. Uh, yeah, I mean. That's just kind of the cycle. I noticed that too. There was there was always the the glib hype during the first week because that's when viewership is high, and then they would all just abandon the game and complain about it and say it sucks. So the first week, everything is wonderful. You know, Lono is just complaining and being negative. Everything's awesome. Everything is awesome, right? And then and then a week later, it's like, yeah, this all sucks. I'm not playing anymore. Um, and so I think at a at a at a very general level, that cyclical you know, merry-go-round got kind of annoying to me, too, so. Uh, Christic with the next question. Something I notice when reviewing the Warlock info is why bother calling them stasis aspects or stasis fragments in their descriptions, unless there will, in fact, be more solar, void, and arc customization. This is obviously a very good observation, and it it is likely related to the fact that they will bring this to the other subclasses. Also, I think they just want it to be crystal clear that you're not going to be able to switch to another subclass and have your your benefit come with you. Like, Whisper of Bonds, at first I thought, oh, you'll be able to have that on all the time, right? You'll be able to go into content and shoot frozen enemies with your gun and get super energy. No, it is literally a stasis fragment. This is only active when you're on stasis, you know? And so the 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 nature the nature of this setup and, and situation obviously is twofold, I think. They're making it very, very clear what is the identity of these fragments and these aspects. They are tied to stasis. But what it also means is, as I think you've you've made a good observation here, eventually there will be solar fragments and solar aspects because, and I, I said this uh, in my video uh, yesterday, I said, I think it's clear they went this pathway of augmenting and modifying because it's easier to bring that to the other subclasses, you know, it's easier to bring that to the other subclasses. You can't. You can, if they would have just made a giant skill tree for stasis, the only way they're going to be able to update you know, Wave of a Thousand Cuts, Code of the Missile, and all those others is they're going to have to. They're going to have to rebuild them from the ground up, and I just don't think they have the time or the desire to do that. That would have been too much work, probably. Um, also, if the end result is very similar to what we're getting here, 
it's almost like they took a they took a shorter route to get to the same value point, you know? Um no Lexin, you have to be a paying member to submit questions. We do put a paywall in front of it just because I don't feel like getting trolls uh ruining question and answer. So five bucks a month gets you the ability to submit questions here and in the Discord the night before. You can also be a part of watch parties. Uh, I, I, I give you a lot. I give you a lot for the for the five bucks, as much as I possibly can. Um, we've been doing watch parties every night, watching shows and uh, movies that are attached to my other uh, my other uh, channel that I launched, and it's been a really really enjoyable time. And you can get a head start on Q and A. Uh, VIPs get an hour of early access, but then if you're a paying member and you're in Discord, then you can submit questions before I even go live. Which a lot of people, the questions I'm reading right now are people that submitted before I was even uh, was even live. So, um. Lono might show up to your home with fajitas if you're a member. <laughs> What's the other channel? If somebody could use the repeat theater command, it's a, it's basically a show dedicated to being like a book club for movies and TV shows. Uh, RepeatTheaterLive.com will get you there. We launched it just this week. On Mondays, we uh, Mondays are for movies. We're working our way through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're doing it chronologically. Uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays are for TV shows, so we're working our way through Stranger Things and Breaking Bad. And then Wednesdays is Wild Card. If you're a VIP member of Repeat Theater, I may pick you to pick a movie. So the first VIP picked Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal, and then the next guy picked... Um, Hot fuzz uh, for next week. So every week we got, you know, four days a week, Monday through Thursday doing shows. uh, And I appreciate everybody who's already supporting it. It's been great. We already hit over a thousand subs and hopefully soon can start unlocking some features over there. Um, But to, to land the plane to your question, yes, I believe this system was built with the long term plan of bringing aspects and fragments to all subclasses. I can't fathom a future for Destiny where we spend the next three years and Stasis is the only super that looks like this. That would be incredibly odd. We get all the way to Witch Queen and like Solar Arc and Void are still the same old, same old. They don't get the aspects and fragments treatment. I think that would be really, really strange. Um, If you're showing up to people's homes with fajitas, what do I get for tier three? Can you show up to my house with a reverse tier steak? I mean... I think you're just asking for a little too much, though. You know, reverse your steak is like a, you know, that's like a date. I'm not, I'm not gonna go out on a date with you, Avenger. I'm a mayor. I'm a happily married man, so I, I'm, I'm gonna need you to back off. <laughs> uh so yeah, I think they're bringing this to the other. I think they're bringing this to the other, um, the other subclasses. I think the question is when, not will they, but when, when will they do it? Um, you know. Will you go to prom with me? No. I didn't go to my own prom. Did I ever tell you guys this? So, this just gives you a window into how sad how sad my life was in high school. Uh, and I'm not, I'm saying it with a smile on my face, but it really was a sad time. The girl that I had a huge crush on and wanted to go to the prom with, she, uh, she wanted to go with my best friend instead of me. <laughs> so he went to the prom with the girl I had a crush on. And then I went to his house and stayed the night and played Turok all night. So I didn't go to my own prom. My best friend went with the girl that I wanted to go with, and I stayed the night at his house and played Turok all night on the Nintendo 64. (laughs) Yep. There you go, dude. I was a total loser. A total loser, you know? Well, what? not much has changed. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. (laughs) Feel, Feel my pain, chat. 
How'd you win your wife's heart with a reverse ear steak? No, she doesn't eat red meat, red meat or pork. No, huh? So you got a better deal out of that one? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> anyway, next question from Table JFK. Assuming Bungie designs the stasis fragments and aug- uh, augments uh, with what seems to be no limitations on combinations to mix and match, will this have potential to produce a meta build for endgame content instead of build diversity? In my opinion, Destiny 1 had this problem where certain subclass setups were better than others. Well, I here's the thing. I think it's okay if you conclude okay this build is great for strikes and the new seasonal content but this build is better for the raid there i don't necessarily know if there's a way around that how do you prevent that from happening you break the game down to just basic math it's like this is going to be really really high damage for tons of ads and majors okay that's perfect for the seasonal content and then this build is really really good for high damage to the boss i i don't know if that's avoidable because and i mean i'll give you some examples though i do think there is room for some swapping things around whenever i went through the king's fall raid i changed a few perks here and there i did a perk where if i punched the ads with an overshield, I generated an orb of light, and I would kite all the thrall over to the right side where War Priest, you know, we were going to do damage from, and I would put a bunch of orbs there so a hunter could shoot more than one tether. If we only had one hunter, I would intentionally really do this. I'd put as many orbs as I could. So they would shoot their tether, kind of shuffle their feet, pick up all the orbs, and have another tether. The other thing I did was, I think it was called Gift of the Void where if you put down a bubble and the war priest shot it, it generated three orbs in addition to the two orbs you got when you made the bubble. If you work, if you wore crest of alpha loopy, you got even more. So there would be like a stupid, just a stupid amount of orbs on the ground. Now, some people would bring orbs from totems. They would come over, pop their super run back, grab orbs and come back. Some people kind of like basically transported orbs from the previous encounter, which was pretty smart. Uh, but I did the same thing at Golgoroth. I would let Golgoroth shoot the bubble if anybody needed orbs, because I didn't need mine. I was the one grabbing his gaze. So, if if they can set up situations like that, where there is some sense of, yeah, one build is better here than another, one super, one this, one that, one fragment, one aspect combination is better. Because if you really look at the way they do raids anyway, I mean, Shuro Chi is a thousand, a thousand yards different from the vault in Last Wish. It's very, very different. My loadout for Shiro Chi, my, the way I ran Shiro Chi, was always very different than what I did at Vault because they're very, very different encounters. So a bunch you can create, it really comes down to encounter design. It really, really does. You almost never see me with a sniper in the end game, but there were at least two encounters in Kingsfall where I loved having a sniper. Totems for the guy up top, and then Oryx fight for the, for the Light Eater Knights. But then the rest of the time, I really didn't feel the need to have a sniper. Now, obviously, everybody was using Spindle on on Golgi, but that was kind of stupid. If we would have been playing Golgi as he was designed and actually did rotation method, I don't know if... We, well, no, you probably still would have used Spindle. That gun was freaking broken. But I didn't necessarily need snipers in a lot of the other endgame content, and I certainly don't ever really use snipers now in the endgame content. But... In, 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 in King's Fall, the encounters drove me towards snipers. Like, if Spindle didn't exist, okay, 
If the black spindle didn't exist, I wouldn't have had a sniper on at Warpriest. I wouldn't have had a sniper on at Golgi. I wouldn't have had a sniper on for Sisters. I wouldn't have. The only reason you ran a sniper almost the entire King's Fall raid is because they made a, one of the dumbest weapons ever in existence. Like, I love the spindle, but that thing was just stupid. It was so dumb. It's That level of damage output is absurd. You're just creating ammo. <laughs> and so... Um, if if that if that gun wouldn't have existed there would have been plenty of encounters there where I wouldn't have run a sniper and why because the encounters were vastly different from each other the pain point and the and the and the troubleshooting and what you were trying to do uh, a really good example is I use tractor cannon in the baseball diamond uh, garden of salvation with the teleporters um, I use tractor cannon there and I love it get to the next encounter nope you don't want tractor cannon for the next encounter you're gonna want to run you know uh, xenophage probably. Or maybe you're going to be with the divinity per- person. You get to the very last encounter in Garden of Salvation. You don't want to untrack your cannon there. You see, like, if you create dynamic levels of pain, then the aspects and the fragments may get moved around and shuffled around dependent upon the encounters. And I think that's okay. It's okay to say this is literally the best loadout for this encounter. I think it becomes problematic when all we do in every encounter is Well of Radiance, Zeno. Well of Radiance, Zeno. Right? Or for a while it was Well of Radiance, Izanagi. Well of Radiance, Izanagi. Along with Anarchy. Or no, I'm sorry, not Izanagi and Anarchy, but like Anarchy and a Sniper. You know? Hit the bubble, hit the tether, you know, hit hit the well, and just grenade launchers in the face. So, if... And this is why at the end of my video I said, are they going to create content that motivates us and pushes us and incentivizes us to really consider these types of builds and this type of customization? Because if not, it's just going to feel like a waste of time. Armor 2.0 kind of does that. I'm like, ah, frick, I got this great build, great stats, and that doesn't matter. And 90% of the content doesn't matter. And the content where it might matter, I don't even want to go play it. It's, it's like, I don't want to go play Grandmasters. And I certainly don't feel like it matters when I go into Dungeons and Raids. Because there's no hard mode. Darksider. Looking at the page, it seems outside of fragments and aspects, there won't be uh, much base customization. Do you think it's a good idea for players to have to unlock or earn customization for each vital part of the new subclass? As long as it's not super RNG based or they can't get it, I mean, that would be the only concern, right? Because when I was playing Elder Scrolls Online and I saw people with really cool skills and abilities that I didn't have yet, I had to unlock them. I had to level up my character and get them. When you go into Borderlands and you see somebody with subclass, uh, I'm sorry, class augments and ability augments and new, and new this and new that, you are like, okay, I have to play. I have to level up uh, to get there. I have to level up in order to get those things. I, I think this could fall into a very similar lane. If it's super RNG based in one week, you can't, I get Whisper of Bonds and you don't get it for three or four weeks. I don't necessarily know if that would be good. I mean, that, that, that could be a, a significant point of, uh, of frustration for people. Man, it'd be great to customize my guy and do all this great stuff to my subclass, but uh, it's RNG-based. Because as you're saying, there's not like a base class that you're customizing. It's a, it's, you're, you're, honestly, you're building, you're build-crafting a subclass. They, they, they essentially took a lot of, seemingly, some inspiration from Armor 2.0 here and brought build-crafting to the subclass. Um, you know, Necro's ears just perked up. He's like, oh, I heard crafting. So, I, I don't... 
I don't know how they're going to handle this. I think that's a, that's a, that's a totally valid question and and a good and a good question to ask. Like, how are we going to get these things? Are they rotating weekly and buyable? Are there quests to get them? Are there bounties to get them? Is it totally RNG based? Am I going to go a month and never get the one that I'm looking for? You know, it's like you said, Lono raids need a hard mode. Right now. It's new light available, making wells and heavy DPS the ease of use of strategy. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, uh, Darksider with another question. I noticed the example shown on the Warlock reveal page has aspects determining how many fragments you can have. Uh, do you think that Bungie could use this as a reward for higher end content where you can earn aspects anywhere, but the ones earned in the raids and the grandmaster will have higher fragment slots. That's what I'm curious about. How many, how many aspects can I, uh, have equipped at a time? How many? And then does that mean I can have that multiplied by the number of fragments? Because if you look up here, it looks like you can have two aspects equipped at one time, maybe. Um, I don't know. It's hard to know. Because it's like Frost Pulse. Okay, it's a Conflux. Is that is that what he's looking at? Did he highlight that and scroll down? Because if you look here at the aspect up there, there's two dots underneath of it, which means maybe he's highlighting it and there's three possibilities there. So maybe you can have two. You can have two equipped at a given time. And the Fragments slots are dependent upon the aspect you know, because they, they said they said right here uh, where does it say uh, duh, 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 duh. aspects manifest these abilities can be mixed and matched freely by the player many aspects will have space for fragments to be slotted in so they said many will have space so it might be some aspects don't even have fragment slots you know, I don't know. It, if I was to speculate, it looks like you can have two aspects equipped at a time, and the the it seems like you unlock more. It seems like he's on that first lane and going down and picking that one. Maybe you can only unlock so many, and different ones have different fragment slots. I truly don't know. They don't really explain that part of it. Because then, look. Right here, they show three slots, and then there's three slots over here for the fragments, all right? I scroll down here, and he's got four fragments. Why the difference? You know? Why the difference? Why are there four here and three up there? Probably a different aspect, which means there's more fragment slots. Now, I like where Darksider's going, though. If, If I... If I can if I can get better aspects in the end game that have more fragment slots and give me a greater depth of build, I like that. I I think that sounds excellent. Uh, I think it was Lightleap who called in yesterday and we were talking about having tiers of fragments and aspects, like having different color tiers, so one is better than the other. Like, what if you get a whisper of bonds and it's negative twelve discipline, negative twelve intellect? And then I get a whisper of bonds from a raid and it's negative seven discipline negative seven intellect like mine's better it's it's less painful for me to equip mine um the second image which is selected the first column of aspects 
right like that one is selected which has four spots this one up here is different that they're highlighting they don't equip frost pulse this one's already equipped this one could be equipped only has three down here it looks like that one's equipped and they come down here and there's four potential slots on that aspect that's what it looks like they also seem to conveniently it maybe not conveniently but like this is in the way we can't see if there's another one equipped behind it so but I tend to agree with Lightleaf and Darksider here if you're going to be putting aspects and fragments in the end game it would be nice if they were potentially better just you know they could be slightly better I mean Bungie was talking about adept mod slots you know adept mods and adept for, for trials this could be a, a, a some some semblance of an iteration on that so Nagi says could you see them introducing armor mods affecting how our stasis subclass works or would that be too convoluted yeah I I, I wonder if sometimes they're going to have too many uh, like systems you know getting in each other's way you know this begs the question would more fragment slots or more powerful aspects with less slots be better well that's where you'd have to mix and match and come up with your own conclusion you know what time is it coming out? Probably in the next 30 minutes is when it'll land. Uh, that's our prediction. It was around that time the last time. Um, but yeah, Darksider, that's what I think. I'm hoping that's what comes out of this is maybe there's some that have fragment slots, some that don't, some have more than others, you know, and you got to mix and match and see which is more efficient and which is better. You know, you're going to go into hard end game content. You might not care about getting a blast wave of ice from your rift. You might care about something else that increases survival or damage or something. Um, and if these things can be swapped out, you know, pretty easily with no cost. Like if I'm Bungie going into year four, there should be no cost for swapping things on armor. No cost for anything on, uh, there should be no cost for anything on the artifact. Anytime I reslot or reset or change something, it shouldn't cost me any currency. That is so stupid. This image, you can see the first aspect is underlined, meaning it's selected. Just like in Lono's pick right now, the fragment slot is selected and underlined. Right, yes. So he's considering changing this equipped aspect, and he's coming down here, and he's looking at Frost Pulse. Yeah, that's equipped. You can also see there's like dashes on either side. See the dashes? So it's like dash dash. Those are equipped. This is an this is a pop out menu down here. It looks like you could have two equipped at a time. So. So back to what Nagi was saying here. You know, armor mods affecting how our stasis subclass works. Would that be too convoluted? They're gonna have to really really keep things clean and separate, or it's gonna. As I said, it's like the systems will start to get in each other's way. It's like when everybody tries to go through the door at the same time, we start you know we start stepping on each other's toes. So, if I think armor needs to stay in its lane, armor should be more about seasonal mod slots to spice things up and do something cool and stat influencing, you know, reload speed, uh, ammo finders, ammo ammo capacity, ammo. Uh, ammo anything ammo scavengers all of those uh i think if you do it that way then you're keeping it nice and clean and separate it's showing the slot amount changes it's showing slot amount changes yeah i don't know i don't know to me greg it looks like they're they're going down into a drop down 
they're going down into a drop down. They're not. They're not. I, don't, I think we're going to be able to equip two aspects at a time. Two aspects at a time. Aspects can have up to you know, looks like up to maybe four fragment slots, maybe more. Three to four is what we know now. And you have those two, and you can customize each one. It looks from this that there's no cost to slot. I. They just need to do away with that. They just need to do away with it. It's completely pointless to make me bleed through and and burn through glimmer and stuff to move stuff around. It's just. And I know people are like, oh, but you have so much glimmer. Well, people that don't, I think, are rightfully going to get annoyed. Like, come on, man! I'm running out of glimmer. I'm making. I just. I want to experiment and swap stuff around. Same thing with the artifact. Um. So yeah, click fire with next question. Do you think Bungie will nerf supers in in Beyond Light Sandbox as they're already OP compared to D1? Well, this is really, really broad, homie. I mean, I we've talked about Well of Radiance and Bubble. I think roaming supers need a buff in the end game, especially. They feel like absolute garbage. I run I run hammers in a strike and it doesn't feel very good. Um so I, I, I think they need to buff the roaming supers and potentially lower the you know the strength and power of bubble and well um, I you know I don't think anybody's complaining about you know roaming supers in PvE being OP and broken they're just not very good massive breakdown podcast has broken down supers and has said that they are way more OP than D1 ever was right but I don't care about that we're not in D1 anymore and what they do in this game is significantly different there's more ads there's majors there's different I don't know makes the content too easy I mean I'm not going to argue with the video I haven't seen I think Well of Radiance and Bubble are insanely strong I think most of the roaming supers are not strong the minute you go into endgame content they're not very strong so I would, I'd have to watch the video to see how they argue their point. You know, if they're sampling strikes in the public space, then yes, we're burning down bosses and we're completing objectives way faster and with greater efficiency than we ever did in D1 because a lot of that's because we're way stronger. So. Bradley. How would you feel about seasonal fragments? I can see Bungie reworking the other elemental subclasses in a similar way in the future, so why not convert mods like Oppressive Darkness to avoid grenade fragment? And this would free up mod slots on armor. Yeah, I think I hinted at this yesterday. Like, they could seasonally add fragments and aspects. I didn't consider them doing it in a way where I was like, well, if they do it and then they take them away, people might not like that. Um... I don't know if that format will ever... Will, I don't know if we're ever going to see that anywhere else other than the the artifact. If it, like if Luke Smith says they want to get rid of FOMO and have less FOMO, FOMO stands for fear of missing out. If they want to get rid of that influence, I don't think they're going to spread that influence to other environments. Oh man, you didn't get a chance to try out that awesome aspect and fragment. Yep, gone. Expired. Gotta wait. You should have dove in and played. If he says they're trying to minimize FOMO, then I would not expect that what they're doing with the artifact and the seasonal mods and stuff, uh, or I'm sorry, the artifact seasonally having things leave and expire like Oppressive Darkness, I would not expect that to replicate itself and show up anywhere else because his commitment is to minimize that feeling of gotta play now or you're gonna miss out. You know? Samuel Jones, you have to be a paying member to submit a question. Uh, membership costs five bucks a month. You get emotes, you get a badge, you can get into the Discord, you can be part of watch parties, submit questions early, uh, or submit questions in the live chat. So, 
yeah, if if I'm going to make a prediction based off of things that they've communicated to us up to this point, I, I don't think that they would do that. What I think they could do, though, is say, hey, next season, we're launching a, a couple new aspects and fragments for all the subclasses for you to try out so that they, you know, shake things up a bit, you know? Mr. Han Barolo. From the look of the frozen conflux and the fact that Garden of Salvation has a pyramid ship in it, it seems like Bungie may be adding fragments or aspects to Endgame. Do you think this is okay so long as we have base set of fragments and aspects to use without going into the Endgame? Yes, I don't... First and foremost, I don't think they're going to put all of the fragments and aspects in the Endgame. I don't think they're going to do that, okay? That doesn't seem... Uh, like something that that they would do, they announce they announce this is this awesome big huge benefit for the game, and then you can only get in the raid. So yeah, I agree with you. It'll just be some of them. Do I think that's okay? Yes. I went on a huge tangent about this yesterday. If you want raid weapons, you got to run the raid. If you want trials weapons, you got to run trials. If you want these handful of fragments and aspects that are end game, that are awesome, that are slightly better, maybe some of them are literally raid based, then you gotta run the raid to get them. Uh, by paying member, you mean like a monthly pay? Yeah, there's a join button and you can type exclamation point join. That's different than subscribing. Subscribing is free. Paid membership gets you emotes and a badge and, and stuff in the Discord. So they're, they're different. Subscribing and the bell button's totally free. If you haven't done that yet and you're enjoying this show, Monday through Friday, this is what we do. It's kind of like an interactive podcast. We do a little gameplay, then we get in discussions and q and I'm safe for work. You don't got to worry about what I'm going to say. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not cussing and swearing on the stream. Uh, so clicking subscribe and the bell button. And then do me a favor and smash the like button. We always like to have a good like ratio uh, on the video. The more people that join, the more stuff we can unlock for the channel, like emotes and stuff, and it does support me directly. So, um, But yeah, I don't want to belabor this point because we did beat this up pretty hard yesterday about how like there needs to be better stuff in the end game, and this could certainly be, uh, there's, this could certainly uh, be one of the places that they do it. Uh, Rain the Dark says, With the gameplay of the Behemoth Titan, its light attack looked like a repeated punch while the heavy was the charge. Do you see this as enough of a change? I personally am hyped for it. You just gotta let me walk through the info today before I really can answer this, and, and, and here's why. I'm not excited, but that doesn't mean I'm being like a, a, a Debbie Downer. Right? I am not excited after I saw the stuff for the Titan. Now, I've gotten a little bit more excited after people talked about how, like, it looks like the stuff that pops up from the ground happens in two different waves. There's the closer ones, and then there's the farther ones, and it looks like it might be pretty strong. But I just didn't get excited. I was like, that looks like what I've done before. They just added, you know, ice to it. You know? It's like He's slamming the ground and punching things. Okay? Now, I want to argue with myself a little bit. It's a Titan, okay? That's kind of what he does best. Is he... He storms through and punches stuff and hits the ground and he kind of Hulk smashes. I just, we've had Hulk smash for a long time and then we got roaming Hulk smash and now I'm going to have ice Hulk smash. Um, So, you know, part of me was hoping he was going to get something else, you know, glacier drop or something, you know, we could summon some big thing to fall uh, on people or he could, he could, he could harness you know, harness the power of something and then like push forward and all this stuff would smash through like a fissure in the ground and, and stuff coming up along the way. Um, and let me do that like three times. Um, 
So I I, I don't want to be the negative guy, but I was just kind of like, I feel like we've done that super before. I know it's a Titan. I know that's kind of what Titan do. Titan do to do to do the Hulk smash. You know, he's like, he's just kind of a a punch it, punch it, dum dum, you know? (laughs) And so... I don't I don't want to be too hard on it. Again, we might get some information today that changes my mind, you know. We might get some information today that changes my mind. Uh maybe headbutting? Well, I mean, you know how the Nova, like the the, the warlock throws the Nova. It would have been cool if he could have like jumped up in the air and like held his hands up in the air and then like brought down this giant snowball glacier or something just like wham just like slams it down um you know that would have been awesome it would have been similar to a you know a nova yeah we just switched ingest servers again i'm not sure what's going on with youtube it's not my internet it's not spectrum i'm not having like drop frames i'm literally just getting dropped from the ingest server and immediately reconnecting to another so youtube must be having some issues today um, thankfully, it, it it bounces right back. It's just the tiniest little blip, and it keeps the stream up. So, um, uh, so I I am not gonna write off the Titan. Hopefully, we get some dope info today. You know, hopefully, it can change my mind, uh, and then hopefully, again in practice, maybe it is a really really dope super. Um, you know. Lift in the air motion and then a slam the ground. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. It could have been something that was like more damage focused, like how Nova does a ton of damage. If he could have gone up and just summoned something and then hurled it at a boss, uh, you know, Glacier Pierce or something, and he summons a Glacier and just pierces you with it. Uh, that could have been dope. Um, so it's just I I I don't want to I don't want to prejudge it I just I think they started with the warlock first because the warlock seems the most unique even the hunters is just like he jumps and does a blade barrage animation and he freezes some people and then there's like some like ice tornadoes on the ground you know uh so we'll see we'll see Eknor uh with the next question do you think changes may come to Artifact 2? Because some of those mods can totally integrate into a subclass system uh, when they update others. Yeah, on a totally unrelated note, I, I the Artifact with champion mods and stuff, we've been saying we want that to be be looked at. Like, pull pull the champion mods out of the artifact make them more standard you know let us let us just have that as an option on all of our primaries maybe start putting champion mods on secondaries and heavies like when we had overload on swords it was pretty dope uh get all the glimmer mods off there add some more things you know um it, it I, this is again where systems are going to step on each other's toes this feels like this system, Aspects and Fragments, is starting to step on the toes of the artifact. Like, the artifact was meant to bring some of this with Oppressive Darkness and Tyrant Surge and some other things that, you know, Heavy Ammo Finisher. Those those all feel, some of the most effective ones that we could think of, they kind of feel like an artifact, I'm sorry, an aspect or a fragment. So they may be getting rid of the, the, the artifact. I don't think they are. I think they liked it. I think it added that automatic leveling for casuals. It links up really, really well with the season pass and just always having a reason to log in and, and get the and get the number to go up. But I don't know, man. I, I feel that I feel like they uh, they they may be they may be creating systems that are going to start to kind of you know button each other's way. Um, the artifact needs to go. In my opinion, it served its purpose. I think it's redundant now. 
maybe we need to make a video about that like is it time is is the is it time to remove the artifact you know um uh is it time for the artifact to go cuz i you know aspects and fragments are are seemingly uh stepping on its toes aspects and fragments seem to be a replacement uh maybe 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 we don't know i think they like the i think they like the automatic leveling though i do I think they like it it's it, that bonus level is is probably really good for folks that you know don't play as much um which you know bonus level and xp leveling is going to look a little bit different in year four because they're 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 changing xp payout so i you know i don't even know i mean are we going to be leveling up and getting tons of xp from strikes that you know they're, they're supposed to be looking at xp distribution and because presently you know it's bounty based and they said that's supposed to go away in year four year four it's not supposed to be bounties being center stage um so slightly shorter q a today we'll probably just chill and wait to see if we get the Titan information in about 10 minutes and we'll read through that before going to VIP call-ins. So if you're here live right now, don't go anywhere. We're waiting on the new Titan subclass information. Feel free to click subscribe, the bell button, and the like button. Those are all free and help me out if you are enjoying the show. If you're listening elsewhere in the other locations where my content hits, you can always come into saynotorage.com and enjoy the content live. Or as always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about the Stasis class customization. Uh, and if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can watch me live on YouTube by going to saynotorage.com. Click the bell button, subscribe button, that's free. Uh, if you're watching live or you're here watching later and click join, you can pick a membership, a paid membership, and get benefits and get in the Discord, submit questions, or maybe be part of a VIP call-in like this and so we're gonna jump right in in between uh my q a and vip oh i said q a this is a vip call-in session sorry uh we already did q a in between q a and vip they released the information about the uh the titan behemoth stuff so i'll do a video and we'll do all those sessions tomorrow so that'll be separate so those that'll be another episode so we're going to start today with wolverine we're going reverse alphabet today what do you have for me sir Hey Leno, hope you're having a good day. I hope everyone on Discord and YouTube's also having a good day. Um, I uh, definitely enjoyed the new uh, Behemoth look. As a hunter main, I definitely can see a lot of good things within uh, both those subclasses. I'm excited, obviously, to see the hunter ones, but um, it's it's cool to see where you know the game will be taken in terms of a PVE aspect. Obviously, from my point of view, I always ask questions in relation to the Crucible and the PVP aspect. Right. You know, you. Uh, I felt it was a good opportunity, considering the new info on on subclasses, and to segue uh, the com- into a conversation you've been alluding to, the relationship between the new subclasses and the Crucible. Mm-hmm. Um, more specifically, where our, I guess I'll I'll target today because I know you want to expand upon this next week, which uh, will be exciting to dive into in terms of where the Crucible can turn into with these new subclasses but i feel the the stat penalty uh with these new um aspects and mm-hmm. fragments i feel can be a 
uh, an alleviating part of how these subclasses can fit into the crucible and where i'm going with this is i feel that the idea of cooldowns and being able to not have your super super so red at the ready grenades at the ready or even melees at the ready mm -hmm. i feel could could help bring a, a much needed hindrance on the subclasses so it's not mm -hmm. overpowering everything else so only people are using the stasis i don't know if you have any sort of thoughts in terms of the penalty system yeah i mean because we the warlock loses intellect and discipline i think um and then that we hear we can see here that the titan gets 10 strength um so the i think i see where you're going i mean the idea would be can they dangle enough of a benefit in front of people so that they start to work against their uptime and their stats and some of their broken builds. Um, I think the question would be, obviously, uh, take for instance my build that I liked using, a 9 second cooldown Wormhusk Hunter. I mean, that's it's so strong in Trials especially. I can leave the lane, I initiate healing, I go invis, like it's... I get so much, and I get that every 9 seconds. And I can relate to that because I run a 9 second Gemini Jester. Yeah, okay, so similar thing. You have yeah. a disruption ability every nine seconds. I have a, you know, uh, an, es an ev escape, an evading uh, defensive yeah. thing every every nine seconds. So the idea would be, how do you get us to move away from that? How do, And can you hurt my mobility enough to, to have a dent? You drop me from nine seconds to 12 seconds. I mean, uh, that's sure. Okay, that'll have some impact. But then what am I getting? You know, I lose that one, uh, that one tier what's that going to do I think the dilemma would be and I think some people might already know where I'm going with this the only way you're going to motivate me to switch off of something that powerful is with something that would probably be more powerful because like why else am I going to bust up my build and then it's like well then how strong am I really going to be at that point is that that almost feels like a form of uh, build power creep because the only way I'm putting down my 9 second cooldown going down to you know I don't know a 15 second or something would be if you give me something stronger that would be either more influential or more beneficial to run which gets a little wild right I mean then then how strong am I really really going to be I mean even the one they unveiled today seems a little nuts it says slows from your abilities last longer now I don't th that is is not specific to the titan by the way folks remember remember fragments are class agnostic so the warlock has a melee that can freeze people and this is a plus 10 strength and an increase in the duration of the freeze so you slap this on a warlock you might be talking about something that's pretty frustrating crazy uptime on that melee ability and then you're frozen for a longer duration of time i mean we're again the 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 dilemma i think that's going to come out of this potentially is a disruption of rhythm and flow not just oh it's really strong you know oh that gun is strong that's annoying there's a difference between a gun being strong and it being annoying because you can use that there's a difference between that and having map flow and combat rhythm completely disrupted by freezing and barricades and walls and stasis fields i mean we haven't even seen the duration or the length of a stasis field and how that's brought about because they said there's three things you're going to be able to do freeze shatter and stasis field we don't even really have any intel on how the stasis fields work i think they're going to come from grenades potentially from from kind of the way we've looked at some of this but it looks like um the Titan's going to be able to do some sort of an explosion here with their grenade, and then the stasis field uh, icon was used on the Warlock. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so I don't know if you're going to get people, and this is one of the reasons why I thought stats should be less hindered by armor decisions, because once you get like a really good stat build, you don't want to really disrupt it whenever they come out with like seasonal mods and stuff. And I was like, ah, just let us kind of keep our stats, leave those alone. But as you're saying, it looks like they're wanting to give you some of that trade pain where you have to make that decision whether or not you want to lose those, those stats. And the one that we saw was clearly more PVE uh, bent. Like, are you really going to use that in Crucible? I mean, maybe you are. I don't know. Holy moly. How many people are you killing that are frozen? If the frozen, you know, if it becomes Crucible of Elsa from Frozen and everyone is standing still because your team's running crazy and you have that on and you're shooting everybody with your gun and getting super energy, it still felt more PvE uh, bent. Uh, but, you know, the, we're, we're seeing already a willingness to fiddle with our stats. The question is, Will there be endgame PvE content where you're motivated to do it? And are they going to be able to disrupt some of the really strong stat builds that already exist in Crucible? One, and, and I agree absolutely with, with, with all of that. And where um, another point I uh, want to hone in on is is this subclass for all the, all the characters. It will change the status quo of how we enter engagements. We're going to be thinking of a lot more things because uh, the person has uh, a, a particular subclass on, or they have a particular ability up. It's it's just going to change things. And where I'm I'm going with this, and and where I'll probably uh, direct most of my attention when you dive into this topic next week, and it's more of a two pronged problem that mm-hmm. I see. And uh, one is super suppression. How quickly can one character gain an ability to suppress someone else's super? I feel that that's uh, an issue uh, that can, you know, we can debate upon in, in terms of how quickly a person's ability to gain a super suppressing act is is uh, returned to them. And also um, hindrance of movement. Uh, I feel that how quickly someone is able to gain an ability that's not a super that's hindering someone else's movement. I think that a lot of these things, if they're not calculated properly, can have a really, and I've said it multiple times, a possible adverse effect within the Crucible. Because if we're stopping people from moving and, and let alone preventing people from supering, then I, I feel that we're going to have a, 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 almost it, it will be like mayhem, so to speak. Mayhem will basically be in a reverse mayhem would be in the in the regular crucible because people will be getting these really powerful skills. And I don't think these skills should be revoked or nerfed. We haven't even seen them yet, but I feel from what we've seen, if we're getting them at the current cooldown rate of uh, grenades and melees, it could possibly have an adverse effect well i mean think about melee uptime for a titan being able to launch himself in the air and punch people i mean that's that's what he's got here is what they're describing so when he does that launch in the in the in the trailer that's what he's doing that's a melee ability i mean i, I don't know i mean it, the uptime on his melee the way the way we're able to contribute to those stats uh and even if he's running skull fort I, I just i don't know it it's because skull forts any melee kill isn't it or is it just arc melee kills i think it's any uh, melee kill isn't it i i, I couldn't tell you as i've never put the, put it on never even used the character oh my gosh are you kidding I'm sorry me? i've i've had the same hunter since uh d1 i've i've liked the hunter i i i don't know i just it's just who it's who i've uh related with 
Okay, yeah, it's just it's just arc. Thankfully, it's just arc. Okay, so that that's at least some protection. Um, yeah, so there's at least a, at least a barrier there to keep that from being absurd. But still, I think the idea and we talked. I think I talked about this the other day. Frequency is always the question that I have when they when they tweaked heavy ammo's role and presence in the Crucible. It was more about frequency. It was like it was showing up so often. It was stupid. It was like somebody could basically get control of heavy, defend heavy with heavy, and get more heavy. It was dumb. Like I remember, I played an entire match and the guy just sat on the heavy with a hammerhead and no one could get near him. I think it might have been a rumble match it was dumb it was showing up way too often and they messed with it you know they said oh this is too frequent and they did the same thing when shotguns were running amok in d1 they tried to mess with the ammo economy because it was like well the frequency it's just too much nobody really ever uses their primary uh and then everybody ran to fusion grenades and icebreaker after side because sidearms lasted a week you know we had wormwood is the number one used weapon that weekend in trials and Again, everybody's going to run to path of least resistance. And here is, here is, as you're saying, is a very similar question in Quandary. We all know how quick we can build some of our builds to have uptime on melee, uptime on grenades, uh, uptime on dodge. If I can spec into that and my melee and my grenade is, is play flow disrupting, um, yeah, it's going to be like Mayhem, but not the fun version of Mayhem. When you play yeah, Mayhem, just a reverse ag- version of it. Yeah, right. When you play Mayhem against Fun Police, it's awful. It's truly awful. I mean, I know it's great for memes and videos, and all the streamers can high five and giggle. But if you're on the other end of that, it's not fun. It's like this freaking sucks. This is supposed to be lighthearted chaos mode, and you're turning it into a joke. Like it's I'm playing with a bunch of hall monitors and librarians. Like get out of here. You know, like, and I I worry that it will be, as you just said, inverse of mayhem. It'll be everything stopping, slowing down, shutting down, blah. Like, this is awful. So, we'll, we'll, we'll again, we're going to have that video next week. I want to wait. I want the Hunter's information in that conversation. So, probably middle of next week, we'll be having a conversation, which will essentially be asking the question, will Stasis hurt the Crucible? Um, and... At right now, I'm leaning to a probable yeah. I think it could hurt the Crucible experience. And uh, and I'm I, like I said, I've I've alluded to that just by you know uh, pointing out that it's it, the possible adverse you know effects that it could have. And and I think I think it definitely has the ability to plateau and where we're really just getting ahead of ourselves. But when I, I now I'm fully aware that there's already the the Titan subclass within Void has the suppressing ability, but like the kit is so niche with from the few titans that i spoke to where using other subclasses whether it be the striker or whether it be the the missile it's just you know i don't want to have to sacrifice a better kit and play style with than just using a grenade that has a suppressor just so i can take people out of their supers at once every 60 seconds but now we're giving a subclass to all three characters and we're essentially giving the ability to suppress among all uh supers all uh melees and all grenades i just feel there could be a problem with that especially with the high uh possibility of having a a cooldown very low i i i think that's a general concern i don't think it's game breaking i'm not here to complain for the pvp community i just feel that in the beginning there could be chances or opportunities that people could be upset yeah, and, and somebody in chat saying, you know, we don't even have the abilities yet, and everybody's like, well, Crucible's effed. Yeah. I, I don't think we're jumping to that conclusion, but what we no. are is I think I think we're drawing and connecting dots here. It's not hard to say, okay, right now, 
with Armor 2.0, you can create really, really crazy uptimes for your abilities. And in this in this outline we got just today and yesterday, I'm sorry, or two days ago, they're talking about abilities that will be slowing and freezing people. And you take that, you put that in the blender of Armor 2.0, and you have people running around with a melee ability uptime where they can just constantly be trying to freeze people. That's, I think, yeah. the point that we're getting at. Yeah, these are just general general concerns and conversation. This is this is not you know cry, you know cry me a river hour or or you know bring on the tears of, of PvP. I just I play this game for the PvP aspect, and I and these are just you know general conversational topics. And and I'll be I'll be a hundred percent honest with you. I feel that when the P when the the hunter uh spotlight is released i feel that people are just gonna hone and say broken 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 and i probably will say it too because i think uh as awesome as those pickaxes look i think in in the pvp world it could it could be a little you know salty for some people and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and as a hunter main i have no problem admitting that as as that i could receive an, an increased buff from just the subclass that i play as but um, there I'll wait be, until go on, go on. I'm sorry. I just I just thought of it, so I didn't want it to leave my brain. There could be, I wonder, fragments and aspects that make you uh, harder to freeze, or freeze duration is a lot shorter, or something. Like maybe you have to get hit twice to be freezed, or something. Like they could create a world where oh, I'm getting so tired of getting frozen. There was something that I would put on in one of the Black Ops in Call of Duty. It might have been Flak Jacket that made you really, really. You could hit. You could take tons a lot of grenades. Of gr- yeah, yeah, you take tons of grenades. It was it was kind of stupid, but I loved it because if in headquarters, I would go lay down, and then obviously here come all the grenades, here come all the noob tubes, and I could survive it with flak jacket on. So there could be a flak jacket effect somewhere in here in the stasis fragments and in the aspects where, if you're getting sick of getting frozen, you can minimize it or mitigate it quite a bit by by running a certain build, and so that maybe keeps it in check maybe that keeps it in balance I, you know i i don't i don't know i always thought that invalidating an entire ability with just one thing is a little is a little concerning because i remember speaking of call of duty uavs were great but then everybody would run a perk Counter. if they didn't show up on uav and you're like okay you cold just blooded com- yeah. yeah you didn't cold blooded you just invalidated an entire perk like it's just yeah. gone and you didn't have to do anything to earn cold-blooded. You just always had it. Like, I had to earn the UAV. You don't have to earn cold-blooded. Uh, personally, I thought that's how they should have balanced it in Call of Duty, is you have to get, you know, two kills without dying to activate cold-blooded. Because um, if not, people just corner-camped, and you never knew where they were, and it, it, it completely invalidated UAV. They, had, they should have made you earn it, but whatever. That's a whole other game. I would think, in the Crucible, all of what we're saying is... What's the frequency and what's the impact is really is really what it is. We always know there's going to be weapon metas that emerge, but there's always going to be a hard light. There's always going to be a, a, a spare rations or something that rises to the surface and everybody gravitates toward. But at least in that realm, you've got to use some semblance of gun skill and movement to use it. This is more about, dude, do I really want to constantly have myself shut down and stunned and stopped? Because the suppression grenade is also hard to time. I mean, you got to throw sure. it. It kind of it kind of waits to detonate. And how fast we are, it's hard to get people with it. Truly, it's easily anticipated. You can anticipate it, especially if a person just throws it, just you know, <laughs> haphazardly. Yeah, I, typically when I was getting hit by them recently, it always felt like luck. It was like, oh, they just randomly yeah. threw it in the room, and it was close enough to me that I couldn't get away. 
being able to do these melees and these and because the hunter they said even today the hunter revenant is all about slowing and controlling the, the flow of battle and i'm like so you're telling me we haven't even seen the worst of it yet like we're <laughs> <laughs> like, that's that's and that's really what i'm trying to get at with this yeah exactly exactly and and, and i'd be okay with all of this and, and that's where i was essentially going with this with this opening of this this uh question was i'd be okay with most of this and i feel like most people would be okay with most of these things that they're you know bringing to the table but there has to be some sort of penalty you cannot just be this op monster and then still be running three one 100 stack abilities you cannot be 100 mobility 100 recovery and 100 uh intellect it's it, it, you, there should be some major trade-off to your current pvp build if you're going to give this sort of uh ace in the ace in the hole type ability to to kill other guardians i wonder if they're going to make it cost uh if they're gonna make it cost stats or something to equip an aspect they they don't there's nothing on the screen here so probably not i was just thinking that when you want to lean into this you know you you have to spend maybe some of your stats to get it because that is an interesting thing to think about right now there's some already crazy stat builds and i can come on top of an existing crazy stat build and add 10 more strength you know how many fragments are going to let me do that i'm 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 just clearly there's a resilience one right here as we you know comedically went back and forth with chat not understanding me that the one that's equipped is being compared against the one that he's looking at and if he does this and swaps that he's going to lose 10 resilience but gain 10 strength that means the one that's equipped is giving him 10 resilience so there's already proof of some that are just a pure stat gain like it's just a pure stat gain so that's another question is like we already have really crazy really strong stat builds and this is going to come on top of armor 2.0 and add more stats are they going to i don't know because they also said there's going to be a seasonal aspirational armor grind for high stat armor. So it's like, I, <laughs> there's, and I, as a PVE player, I'm like, yay, that sounds great. You know, but somebody 100%. else looking at you're looking at it and you're thinking, wait, am I going to face hunters that are 100 mobility, 100, 100 discipline? You know, and then they're strength? still freezing people with their yeah. uptime and their grenades or melee at their highest. Yeah, this is, you know, it's going to, it's going to be interesting when you, when you have this topic next week and, and uh, these are some great thoughts to start off. I, I hope more people can. I feel like I'm usually typically one of the only people that will talk about PvP. I hope more people can join in because having, you know, other people's at, uh, experiences within the Crucible, it, it, it honestly helps mine because I always pick up on things that people do or see or are part of. And along with having the fact that I only play one character, learning about how people operate and handle themselves as a titan or warlock helps me in terms of how i'm uh go into each engagement for sure so i i definitely thank you again and look forward to next week and uh can't wait for the the pvp conversation to expand well it's september are you going to co-host that one i i can definitely be open for that one i am uh pretty much available uh most of your hours i usually do most of my things uh, i'm on the west coast so i usually do most of my things after your streams well, I mean, just let's talk about it because you're, you're you're still co-host here, so you. If it's, I don't I don't do t- no. videos about PvP a lot, you know. And so. and I love I love to uh, to be a part of those. I absolutely do because it uh it I think it helps to get people that are in the PvP, and then I also really do feel it helps to get people that are out of the PvP as well that that hate it going into it because getting their opinion, the people that have a skill or excuse me not a skill have a quest that 
forces them into it that that week or something like that i like getting their outlook into it because i feel like if you can if you can curve a lot of their problems meaning the people that don't like the crucible and open mm-hmm. that funnel so to speak where you can bring in more you know below average or just average players into the crucible it just makes the ecosystem that much better yeah and somebody even put uh, uh they put it in the um the chat saying what if they add some utility to resilience that it helps resist freezing like that could be that could be pretty good you know as a possibility yeah. For sure, for sure. And that, that would be something you need to incorporate into your build to counter people using that subclass. I, 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 again, I welcome that sort of customization within PvP as well, because currently right now I just, I throw, have one PvP build and that's it. I just run my Gemini, max uh, Recov, max uh, Mobility, max Intellect, and then that's just, that's just what I do. That's just what it is. And I feel like having an ambidextrous amount of, of builds within the pvp will just make me that much better player and make other people better players as well so i'll let you move on we'll definitely get into this next week i, I look forward to to all these conversations and the pvp conversation sweet dude thanks for calling in appreciate you thanks again man all right i'm coming up to who was next techno techno what do you want to talk about uh well i'm gonna post a reference image in the stream chat for what I want to talk about and that's uh, the fragments mm-hmm. seem that the, the different classes have different amounts of fragments to slot like the warlock has three fragments base and then when they slot frost pulse they go up to four mm-hmm. and the titan has one fragment base and when he slots the tectonic harvest he goes up to three hmm Okay, hang on, hang on. Let me let me let me get the warlock one pulled up on screen because we gotta. Get, I want to get both here. Um, I posted a side by side in the stream chat. Yeah, that's not gonna work because with how I capture, I can I can tab between the two. It'll be a little bit better. Um, well, it's kind of confusing though because there's a picture that you left out. The I got a warlock picture on stream right now with no fragment slots at all base. He's got no oh, aspects equipped. Yeah, he's got no aspects equipped, and he has no fragment slots available. So it seems that the fragment slots are purely based off of equipped aspects. Um. So do you think he has a second aspect equipped then in the third shade binder because he's got four slots? I think he does because they don't let you see it. It's like you can't see, you can't see what it's equipped next to the one he's already got because he he goes from three to four, and we can't see the second aspect slot. It's like they they they, I can't, there's not, it's not transparent that section of the yeah the thing. So that was just me misunderstanding something then. Well, no, it was a good observation because without this picture where he has none, I would have thought, yeah, I wonder if we have to level up and unlock base fragment slots or something. Like if it's a process of, of, uh, of, of leveling or if it's a quest or something, it is a good observation. It's just, thankfully there is one image that shows us the shade binder has like literally nothing, just their four abilities. I was kind of hoping that that would be true. So the classes would feel a bit more distinctive. Because they say the warlock's supposed to specialize in freezing the mm-hmm. enemies instead of doing like the damage or the slowing. So different amounts of base fragment slots for different levels of build crafting. So as a warlock building into freezing, there's a lot more depth to it than a titan going around punching stuff and shattering everything. 
Right, right. Well, I mean, the I I I think the bigger question is, are they going to balance it on the aspects themselves? Because the fragments are class agnostic, so you can put them you can put those anywhere but the aspects you can't so the this this shattering a stasis uh crystal creates a stasis shard and it grants melee energy well that's something that only a titan can get um it also tells you how many fragment slots it gives so like you can see the fragment slots it's got uh two symbols on it Mm -hmm. out of three so and then the next image where he slots it you can see he's got the three fragment slots so I think there would probably be a way to min-max with your aspects to just get a ton of fragment slots and get a really in-depth build. Yeah, and it looks like on the Warlock, Frost Pulse gives one, and that's why in the next image he has four. Like, he has four fragment slots after the image of Frost Pulse. Frost Pulse looks like it adds one. It's only one of them is lit up, the white, you know, the white one. And so it goes from three to four. Just like on the Titan, the Titan goes from one to th- one to three because he has one and te- uh, Tectonic Harvest is a plus two. So it looks like these images roll right into each other. Like they are, they equip Tectonic Harvest and in the next image he has more fragment slots and the Warlock equipped Frost Pulse and the next, the next image had that extra fragment slot. So and maybe the that's how they're going to balance it. The Titan only has one, only has the one grenade compared to the Warlock's three different ones. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why that is. I mean, that that could be. Um, I think um, could that be one of the f- fragments? No, it's always there. He always has three. Yeah, yeah I don't know. So, I don't know. It is interesting that the warlock, the titan, be has based one. Based around how the classes specialize, like if the titan's shattering and building walls, then it wouldn't really make sense to give him things that don't work around that kit. Whereas the warlock's freezing and everybody it would, there could be a bunch of different ways to do it. So they give him a bunch of different grenades. Like in mm-hmm. one of the original Stasis reveal trailers, they had like an arc bolt grenade, but it froze enemies. Yeah. And then we saw the Stasis field, and there's probably one other grenade type in there that freezes enemies. Yeah, I'm trying to see. Did they mention his grenade at all? Glacial Quake. His melee attack is the Shiver Strike. Um, it says here can create crystalline walls to block enemies and gunfire or he can use crystals to freeze enemies so i wonder if that's maybe they're maybe they're referring to the grenade there maybe the grenades of both and it can create walls or it can it can actually uh use the crystals to freeze enemies i'm wondering if there's any evidence of his grenade anywhere in the big stasis reveal trailer we can see in the crucible the titan throwing the stasis wall grenade and then flying over it to stasis a bunch of enemies on a point okay well then we have our answer oh that's right he does his melee ability over it yeah i mean so he gets a wall grenade and all we know from the warlock is the warlock's grenade is using the stasis field icon so it creates a stasis field that's it's it's like a vortex grenade right area of effect anything in the area is going to be getting frozen or damaged um and we don't know what the other two are uh you know that'll be Interesting. And uh, one last thing is um, the Shade Binder was has uh, the PlayStation controller icons, and the Behemoth has the Xbox ones. That's just a really small thing that I noticed after it. 
Yeah, I think they're trying to do that really intentionally to make it very, very clear. Um, they're making it re- very, very clear that they're not uh, they're not beholden to one platform any longer. You know, so when all this when all this came out, it was like, oh man, it's a lot of Xbox stuff. And then they reveal a super, and they're like, oh, it's all Sony pictures, and now it's all Xbox pictures. Um, I bet you the so hunter. Behemoth is only on Xbox, and Shadebinder is only on PlayStation. Got it. Oh my gosh! Shut up. And so the 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 hunter will probably have like PC, uh, you know, hunter uh, overlay. Revenant is PC only. Yeah, yeah. You have to have all three platforms now to get all three stasis supers. That's exactly right. I think we're. I think They're we're really foreshadowing reading... crossplay. Yeah, yeah. We're reading the tea leaves really well here. <laughs> uh. Yeah, but since I was wrong about that, I don't really have anything. Okay, no worries. That was still a good observation. I appreciate you calling in. No problem. All right, coming to you, Aven- Avenger. Are you calling? Yeah, you're calling in today. What yeah. do you got? So, um, talk. So, you know, we're looking at these new because we got a new aspect, and I think that was the one thing I was really looking forward to seeing what these aspects, how far they will go. Because mm-hmm. when I looked at the first one, I was like, oh well, it's just nothing too big. It's something. Oh, it's a rift and does. Um, you know ice around it like it's something too big it's something like a really useless exotic would do or something right. that an artifact mod would do and looking at this one that they added where you know with the melee energy and stuff like that i feel like these will start to almost be integral to uh your builds so you know if you want to be a support kind of s titan you know making sure you throw shards everywhere and everyone has their melee abilities up and stuff like that i feel like this will open the opportunity to that Mm-hmm. My concern is: will these be will these be the core parts of the subclass, and therefore, if they are RNG, will it become so RNG focused that you know you can't play that subclass unless you have this certain aspect? Other than that, you know, it's kind of useless to play this class, and the only way to get it is from the raid. Like, I don't, I don't know how that system will be going forward, but I'm concerned that they will do something like that. Yeah, I mean. The I like this because what I think this does is it's going to leave room for exotics to be more exotic because I think there are too many exotics that are as you said it's like it just gives you this this shard thing and some melee energy. Um, so is your concern that exotic exotic level stuff's going to creep its way into aspects? Is that what you're worried? Yes, that that's the biggest okay. thing because we we build or we we're supposed to um center our builds around exotics if i'm using you know if i want to use a void subclass okay what void thing am i going to use i'm going to use this exotic i'm using skull i'm going to use nova bomb or i might use nezarek sin to cover all three of them or i might use controverse and i want to use my grenades there's there's a point of what your exotic is tied to what build you want to be using and i feel like that either that some of these aspects might become so strong that those are the things that we're focusing our builds on and not exotics yeah, I would hope for the inverse. I think you know, obviously, the concern is 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 fine, but I'm I'm hoping for the inverse. I'm hoping they start to take stuff that does feel like too niche and too specific, and take that off an exotic, turn it into an aspect or a fragment, and start making exotic armor and guns that are either lower in if like their use, and not a lot of people are using them, and you know, or they just don't seem like they're worth it. I would rather start putting that stuff in aspects because that does feel more like, oh, I'm building a particular type of character and in an exotic is supposed to be almost 
it's almost supposed to be super defining. So you have the uh, Celestial Nighthawk, Orpheus Rigs, Phoenix Protocol, um, Helm of Saint 14. It essentially gives the super its own identity. All It's like it's a different type of super now. It does something uh, that it previously wasn't doing. And then when you look at like Ophidius Space, I'm like an extra grenade, an extra knife charge. I, it's, I go from that to Celestial. Are they equal? Not even in the remotest sense are they equal. Uh, Saint-14, the Titan exotic that creates a barricade you can shoot through. Uh, you know, there's all these other exotics that are they, they create almost an identity shifting effect on the super itself uh, and then you look at ones that are like extra melee ability um, extra grenade charge um, think about think about hollow fire hollow fire is great but it's basically increased grenade and melee regen when your super is full that kind of sounds like an aspect to me it's like oh that's you know that's nice that means I don't use my super all that often. I, it's a play flow. It's a play, a combat decision adjuster. I sit on my super more often, right? But that doesn't feel like an exotic to me. They're, they're, not all exotics are equal. There are some that are so defining and so influential that all the others tend to get overshadowed. So I would hope for the, the opposite of what you're saying, that exotic things like that would trickle down into the aspects and the aspects wouldn't start grabbing from really really insane exotic power that should be reserved for armor i feel like this would free them up to make exotic armor better exotic guns better and then say yeah some of these minimal benefits and perks since you can only you can only equip two aspects at once that kind of keeps it in check um and then obviously the more influential it is maybe it has less fragment slots so if they feel like this aspect in particular is like let's say they turn the hollow fire heart perk into an aspect well that's really influential you're only going to get one fragment slot on that but something that maybe is a little bit weaker uh, like the one that we saw here um, where is it the shards one it feels a little bit weaker it, you, know, you gotta shatter you gotta pick it up it grants melee energy for you and your allies you know, that's okay, that's not crazy, and so it gets two fragment slots. Um, this is, I remember when we were talking about if they let you put guns anywhere you want, and they would assign guns like a number value, and so certain guns couldn't go, you couldn't have OP builds because it would be like that number system that they did in Call of Duty. This feels a little similar, where anytime they make a stasis aspect that they feel is going to be on the weaker end of things, it'll give you three fragment slots. So you start leaning more into stat influencers on the fragments, and you lean away from ability influencers on the aspect, or flip it back around. I'd rather really go with these two really nice aspects, they really influence my abilities, but then you only have two fragment slots, you get like one on each. I think that's how they're probably going to keep it in check. And they've created what seems to be an internal system of balance. So that gives me some confidence that what you're concerned about will, it will be less likely to happen. Yeah. And another thing to actually bring into this, because I remember you bringing it up earlier, Artifact and with this, because a lot of people say, you know, this is just a mod system and this is just an upgraded mod system, but you have to get the mods. And it's like, yeah, so that's the same. This is This is essentially the same thing we've been doing with artifact mods just with stat changes it it essentially is and what they need what we've been talking about is take away take away the whatever row with the glimmer enhancements or whatever from the artifact and take away all the champion mods from that what do you have left in that 
you have all right you have what o overload grenade not even grenades because that's an overload that's a champion mod um you have breach resonator which affects shield piercing weapons and you have the final tree so what you're gonna do there in my eyes take the artifact out of the game keep the bonus leveling and move these and when you what they need to do is bring this customization to the other trees and then add all these final tree artifact mods add oppressive and make it so it gives one fragment slot but you have oppressive there boom that fixes the balancing issue there solar plexus super insane solar melee damage give it one armor give it one fragment slot mm -hmm. volatile conduction grants bonus arc super damage if cast while critically wounded give that like two or three like who's gonna use that no and, and then you have something like guardian angel where um grants a chance to generate healing orbs with scout rifle sniper rifle bow no one's gonna be using that give that three you know it, it adds balance to these to these mods that no one in their right mind is using as well as balances the mods that you can put on with other things or turn oppressive into an exotic at this point i'm just being honest there but i feel like just take the artifact out of the game move this customization towards that take away the art take away these seasonal um what are the champion mods take those away we don't need the glimmer modifiers and just make this the norm because this just seems more fleshed out and easier to use and better to use yeah and that's why i like that they went this route i feel like they have a little bit more flexibility here they could say you know we're we're getting some feedback about this such and such aspect is it's really, really strong. It's really, really influential. As a way to curb it down in popularity, we're going to take it down to only one fragment slot, you know. And then, and then they can take this entire system and and and, and shove it into all of the other subclasses because, again, it's about enhancing existing things we're already doing and making them better, stronger, and then adding to stats. So, I um. I am wondering, as you've highlighted, like, what are they going to do with the artifact? Are they going to yank stuff out of there and throw it in here, like Oppressive Darkness? What are they doing with champion mods? These are all questions that we, I think we're going to get answers to, I would think, in this month. I mean, we're in September, so I would think the next four weeks we're going to get a lot of those questions answered because it is going to be curious... What is leveling going to look like? What's the artifact going to look like? What you know? What can we hope to see change in in some of these situations? You know, and uh, are there going to be broken stat builds because of fragments adding stats to existing builds that are already strong? So, yeah, the, even even with the delay, the delay isn't for ideas. They're not de they're not delaying because <laughs> they didn't have enough ideas for their systems. They're delaying because they didn't get the work done for those systems they know all of the systems they have putting forward now i 100 know that there there is no way that they had two months beforehand even the dlc that they did not know what systems they were putting forward now the implementation of that and how it's going to be put forward and the programming and development of that there could be a few skews right there but they have their systems in set in place they have all their systems in place and they're trying to make sure that they are balanced in a way so this month i think is going to be the big month where we get told this is all the stuff that's coming out, and I feel like it's going to bleed into next month. And then all the feedback that we're going to give them might come to effect later on. But honestly, I think this month and next month are going to be the biggest times for announcements and you know explaining on what stuff's going to be coming out. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think they're. I think a lot of people are like, when are they going to tell us? When are they going to tell us? I think 
middle of this month is when they'll start and it'll really ramp up they'll spend you know an entire month ramping up to the launch they got you know they'll they'll give themselves about a four-week trickle because right now they're really dripping it out it's slow you know one subclass a day spread out by two days then hunter got bumped to next week you know i they're really slowly priming the pump and uh I do hope that we get answers to some of those questions. I know they can hype us up. I know they can show me Europa and a seasonal thing and a trailer for this and a trailer for that and we'll all get excited. It's a matter of what is leveling going to look like? What are you doing with champion mods? You know, What are you doing with the artifact? What, what's all this stuff going to look like in year four? Because these were things that were you know, cri- like criticized and critiqued in year three and how much is Luke Smith gonna gonna make good on those promises about FOMO and bounty XP payout and aspirational grind and tier you know hierarchy of loot and um, you know, all all of that? I, I hope we get at least glimmers of answers or concrete answers before Beyond Light lands. If we don't get answers to some of those questions, I will be concerned. Like, are you doing anything to the gun system? Are you doing anything to the artifact, the leveling, all of that? Um, I would, uh, I, I'm going to be concerned if we get like radio silence on a lot of those things. If all they're doing is, is drawing our attention to the new and the flashy, um, I'll, uh, I'll obviously be concerned because I, there's a lot of housekeeping that I think needs addressed before year four starts. Yeah, that's, that's all I really want to talk about. So if you want to head over to Rexus, I'm all good. Okay, cool. Thanks for calling in, dude. Uh, Rexus, I'm coming your way. We didn't do a mic check, but you're probably fine. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, I should be fine, mm-hmm. as usual. Uh, what I got is, uh, first of all, just quickly, I'm looking forward to one of the parts of the Conetta trilogy. If you don't get it, that's uh, Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz okay. is... Uh, okay, yeah. There's a, it's a trilogy. The Conetta trilogy. <laughs> right over my head. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's actually called the Conetta trilogy. That, uh, okay. That's the name. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, All right. Yeah, looking forward to that. Those are fantastic. Get to destiny, yeah, you um, Swiss. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. It is good. Okay. Uh, back to top on topic. Um, I honestly during this um, while you were talking that uh, while you were reading all the parts about uh, Titan, I was getting more and more worried about Hunter. So far, what we've seen from Hunter is press F and you're done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hope there is more to it, and I'm somewhat worried that since we really have not seen anything other than just him throwing the two ice picks, and uh, that is that it? Maybe is is the hunter just getting the short stick now? Well, like the really short stick, like he did with all the subclasses re- in regards to grenades for PVE. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hold hold on though, because we do know he has some kind of a ground slam. We have seen a ground slam, and the shur- shuriken shurikens. How how are you supposed? To, people make fun of how I say that. I don't know how I'm supposed to say it. He has the like <laughs> the ninja stars that he throws that suppress and freeze. So I don't know. I think we've seen some pretty strong evidence that he's he's gonna he's not gonna be and the ice wall nade. Yeah, he he's actually. Uh, I don't know. I feel like they've already shown some pretty cool stuff. I agree with you. His super is kind of like uh, what is that? It is a blade barrage that leaves behind tornadoes? Like I don't know. Yeah, but I hope it's gonna be more than that. It's that really worries me. I'm hoping we're getting some decent information 
later are on. You thinking, are you thinking for PvE? Because PvP folks are the yeah. most concerned about the hunter. So this is interesting. I'm, so the PvP folks are really concerned about the hunter, and then you're concerned in a different way. You're like, he's not going to be that exciting to use stasis in PvE. Yeah. I'm currently I'm currently running a pretty fun build where I can either... By the way, also real quick, I gotta fight you. Um, regarding... Um, Ophidia what was Spaith. it called? Yeah, Ophidia Space versus... Um, I saw what you said in the mm, chat. I saw. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I like Ophidia. I like oh. Ophidia Space. I use it. It's just it's it's only it's, an extra melee charge. It's not that great. It doesn't that doesn't no, feel exotic to me. That feels like a mod. No, 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 no. That is that it doesn't feel like an exotic until you go middle tray. And then it feel and especially with Brawler on, you don't use your gun anymore. You just smash everything to death with your knives. You go for bosses with your knives. You do don't you don't but, use anything else. You don't use heavy. You don't use your super. You just use knives. And, I and love it works. <laughs> and listen, and listen, I love that. You gotta understand. I invented Genji. Okay, I invented Genji in Destiny. I was the one. I called. I called the one build Genji Jolly Rancher before it even existed. Okay, so I you're talking. You're talking to the architect here. All right, listen. It doesn't feel like an exotic unless you're in that environment. And even in that environment, that's kind of silly. It's almost like mayhem mode in PVE. It's a little goofy. It doesn't it doesn't have end game legs. It's 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 I love it and it's fun, but you compare that to the impact of Celestial or Wormhusk or Orpheus rigs and it doesn't even come close to comparing to the impact of PVE battle. Yeah, uh, Wormhusk it de- it really depends wh- where you are. Wormhusk like a normal PVE doesn't really feel like anything either because you don't really need it. Right. I'm I'm mostly using my dots for the reload. I don't know. I when I was grinding nightfalls in I was on my hunter. I loved it. And when I switched to my Titan, I felt exposed. I couldn't get away. I loved that ability to go in, mix it up, get close to death, dodge, like boom, get out of the fire, reload, get my health back. Like I don't know. I love Worm Husk in the end game. It just feels so so good. It's like people that would make fun of me for wearing one eyed mask in PVE. I'm like, it's actually great in the end game. It kept me alive so many times in the Last Wish raid when we did a day one run. I mean, it the, 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 both Worm Husk and One Eyed Mask have given me very very low fatality rates in day one raid uh, raid runs because it's just you can constantly keep yourself alive and keep your health up it's great ah yes though honestly i'm still mostly using my um uh shinobu's build still one of the most fun builds in my opinion ever other than, I, of course, Genji. <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping they've got some surprises because the surprise with the behemoth that in his super he can slide, jump, and slam, like, <clears throat> that that's really, really awesome. And I'm, I'm hoping they have some surprises because I wasn't that excited about the Titan until I read that. So there could be some zingers on Tuesday where we're like, okay, Hunter's interesting now. Because, um, you know, he, he throws his axes and then there's like some tornadoes. Those tornadoes could be really helpful. Who knows? They could debuff. They could slow. It could be perfect for boss. It could be great for ads, but even better for a boss. We don't know. Because um, if it's damage over time, if it's slowing, it, 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 those whatever gets left behind by his super could be really good. And he has the ability to put walls up, which currently the hunter can't do that. Only the titan can. So That's true. I, that's got, that could be interesting. Maybe, maybe with the grenade, we finally don't get the short end of the stick. <laughs> I mean, maybe, because it looks like Titan gets one nade, Warlocks get three, maybe Hunters get two, I don't know, because they're, they're, he's creating those platforms and stuff, 
he creates one in the PvP. He uses it to like la- it kind of like launches him up in the air, and then he throws his two like ninja stars, and he freezes the and he knocks the guy out of his super and freezes him. So, I mean, as much as we, as much as you just said you like Ophidius Faith and those and those and knife trick, you know, for way of a thousand cuts, Stasis could have a very very good build where you have a great uptime on that on that ninja star throw, and it's great for majors. It's great for uh, you know champions because if it's stunning and freezing them you're locking down things that annoy us right we hate when enemies teleport we hate when they spam their abilities like we we cannot anti-barrier champions are super annoying well he could come in and completely over like run all that and if he has great strength and great uptime on the throws then uh, he could be a really fun a really fun build in pve we just don't know yet i'm it's the supers that really i think through a lot of us because the warlock gets this staff and he's casting spells and exploding and then we're like okay the titan's slamming and the and the hunter's throwing like that's all like you know i think the supers tripped up a lot of us on our expectations yeah yeah it probably does thanks for the reassurance <laughs> I, I no seriously i was getting like i was getting vibes like oh no is this gonna feel like that no no don't be the boring class no <laughs> Well, Way of a Thousand Cuts was my favorite class until they nerfed shards. Like, people were like, yeah. what's your favorite class right now? I was like, oh, shards of Galanor. You know, and then it was Skull, and then it was Skull Nova, and now it's basically Wormhusk just because of survivability. I just love running Wormhusk. It just feels good. Um, and it's a bummer because, you know, Skullfort Code of the Missile is fun, and Ophidia Space, you know, Way of a Thousand Cuts is fun when, yeah. when Brawler is active. But it just again, I, some of those builds feel dependent on modifiers, which make them feel a little less appealing. I what, what I wish there was is uh, I wish there was a, uh, a mod for your arm, like maybe a seasonal mod at some point that gives you just just that tiny bit more uptime on your on uh, on your melee, so that if you have a 100% strength or rather 100 strength, and you got that mod equipped and go for the um, Go for uh, uh, middle tree. That you can actually have it if you go for the uh, triple stack. That you can actually have it as quickly as if it was brawler. That mm. you could, if you, if if you get to that threshold of the three kills and keep it, maybe reduce your cooldown. But maybe for an uh, to like uh, sorry. Uh, reduce the uh, duration of the stacks like instead of holding for what's it it's currently 15 seconds it's only for five seconds but you can if you're skilled enough um, get it up there and keep it up at those five seconds and just refresh it every time if you're skilled enough and have a cooler a small enough uh, short enough uh, cooldown yeah, I feel like without Brawler, there still is just a very little window where I have to wait. If I get playing with Fire all the way up, I mean, I, I, I don't have to wait all that often. Um, especially considering you can dodge and get two more right back. I mean, I, I when Brawler's on, yeah, you just literally, as fast as you can push the button, it's just, it's just kind of silly. Um, it's kind of like when I had my tier 12 build with Starfire. It's like, people were always like, how is he throwing grenades so fast? It's like, well, there's literally no delay on the on the throwing of the nade because I have no downtime now because of how fast the discipline was and because of what Starfire gave you um what did Starfire give you in D1 was it double fusion nades was that what it was I can't remember I think I that's why no I no idea 
I can't remember what Starfire did in D1, but I think it, it affected my ability to throw them so fast. Like, it was as fast as I could push the button. Um, so, I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I hope that Hunters don't get left in the dust. I was worried about Titans, but I felt better looking at it today. Um, and again, we don't know what we're going to be able to do with aspects and fragments to really complement these builds. Uh, just seeing the fact that the Titan can get a plus 10 strength uh, fragment you could really turn him into a punching machine and there's already some things we're seeing here where he could just be constantly just punching and breaking which could be great great fun again my question is always am I going to want to take that into the end game or not you know is it, is it going to feel good is it going to feel aggressive in the end game or is it going to feel like a stupid decision yeah the second question should also be is it going to feel fun yeah it, it needs to feel fun like that, that's that's why either like I either focus on my uh, <clears throat> if I can if I can I focus on my abilities if I don't then I make sure I have weapons with me that are fun to use right yeah that's kind of my going uh, do you uh, after the call in do you have a little bit of time to discuss something real quick yeah sure is it so you want to talk about something I, outside of destiny yeah and uh, yeah, uh, I want to discuss regarding um, uh, a quick uh, upgrade for a short time. For my show like, I want to, I want to do it. Sorry, I, I want to. Uh, sorry, I want to do the uh, tier three properly, and I can only do it for one month. So we'll have. So, and I'm oh, not I'm sure sorry. how exactly Patreon works. So, and I want to do it properly. I don't want to like uh, one day do my topic and be gone again. <laughs> No, no, no. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Okay, yeah, we can talk about that in just a second. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So, yeah, we're rated 55 minutes. So, guys, if, thank you to everybody who called in today. If you're like, oh, that's cool. I'd love to call in and talk. You can click the join button on YouTube or go to Patreon. SNTRpresents.com will take you to the Patreon. You can pick VIP, be a part of the VIP call-ins. Monday through Friday, we're doing these shows, these back and forths. If you're here on the live stream, please click subscribe, the bell button, and the like button. We just passed 500 likes on today's video. Thank you so much for doing that. Subscribing and, and, and clicking the bell button is totally free, and it supports the channel. Uh, And we're going to keep on streaming, so don't go anywhere. If you're listening to this elsewhere, please like, share, and subscribe.